from the YBA Phoenix Fitness 24-7 basketball facility in Rockland, California. It's Coach's Rise time with Coach C. Collins. It's start three, two, one. Coach's Rise time. Hey, how you doing? It's Coach C. Collins. I'm glad you're here. Um, if you're new to the channel, um, I'm Coach C. Collins. I just talk about a little bit of AAU basketball, give some tips. I dabble a little bit in the Red Pill community, talk some personal commentary, some political stuff. Um, I really try to more or less um, just get my views on things. And it's just kind of a sideshow from About That Life podcast. Uh, if you're here and you're subscribing, appreciate you. Thank you. Um, if you got a quick second, go maybe hit the subscribe. Um, you know, if you don't like it uh, by the end, that's OK, too. Leave a comment. Uh, if you're checking up on YouTube, if you're listening to the audio side, go ahead and hit that follow and check it out. Either way. Just glad you're here taking a couple minutes out of your day or evening or wherever you're at to listen to a few words from me. So today's topic, I wanted to talk about the experience of the UA circuit. So for any of you guys who've been watching me um, or watching my channel, you've seen <clears throat> you've seen uh, the docuseries and the progression of things I've been doing with uh, putting my AAU team on the Under Armour circuit and you know, I talked about, you know, the overall preliminary sessions, what to expect, what it looked like. But I wanted to talk about the conclusion of it. So with overall my UA 17U team uh, that was on the rise circuit, I believe we went nine and five or 10 and five, some, something like that, um, which is really good considering it's our first year on that circuit. The teams are super competitive. Um, one thing I can say about having a team on a shoe circuit there are definitely colleges there uh at one point you know i saw uh patino i saw Jawan howard i saw patrick ewing like there there were colleges there in the arena the atmosphere was very intense um if you want to check out more please go on my youtube channel you can literally see you know our, our closing in atlanta we're actually I'm hoping uh, I'm going to have some more episodes up there uh, from Oakland and then our last tournament in Vegas and how that went. So, you know, a lot of good stuff. Um, shout out to Johan uh, and Mirrors Media for all he's doing, making this stuff happen. Shout out to Shelly. Um, photos for you. She's doing a phenomenal job with her media and photos and things like that. So I'm very fortunate to have a media team that, you know, I can call on to make a lot of these things happen. So let's get right to it. So the UA circuit. Uh, ended in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, it was super competitive. Uh, every team played until the last day. Obviously, the team that made it the furthest to the championship. Uh, you know, basically what you do is you have pool play first, then bracket play. Your seating kind of determined your pools, and your seating was determined by the preceding tournaments, uh, uh, which were, you know, you either went 4-0, you know, 3-1, 2-2, whatnot. And from there, you compete. And, you know, the best the best analogy I give a lot of the coaches out there and a lot of the kids is the these events are a job fair. They're a job fair. And and the game is your interview. You know, so you got to put your best foot forward. You know, if you go over, that's going to hurt against you. Um, if you drop 25, that's going to benefit you. If you, you know, take a couple charges, if you box out, if you rebound, if you – if you do these little things, um, it goes well for getting you acknowledgement. A couple of my guys, like Elijah Samdahl, he dropped 22 in a game. Uh, Malik Rose and Josiah were pretty consistent. Matt, Matthew Schroeder, you know, he had some good stuff. 
Um, all the boys on the team, I think, played well. Uh, Trevor came with us. Trevor Allstead, you know, Cab did well. Um, Eli Wyatt, just just all, my my whole squad. Derek, you know, they they they're great. And of course, Dylan can't forget Dylan and Amari. They're just hilarious. But please check out the um, docu series. You'll see more on that. So the big question is, is it worth it? Right. Hopefully, we put that on letters somewhere. Right. Make sure my producer put that down was it worth it um <laughs> the quick quick answer is yes um it, it was worth it overall now this is where i will say it gets a little tricky um we you know we weren't a sponsor team it wasn't that you know under armor didn't cut us a check and it paid for our flights and it paid for our travel that's the biggest cost and thing you're going to deal with if you decide to become a circuit team or advocate to become a circuit team you have to get your kids there and obviously fundraising, um, being a nonprofit, helping uh, businesses use the nonprofit code, things like that, that all helps you. But, you know, it, it basically it costs about and then throw into a fact what we were dealing with. We were dealing with the war in Russia and Ukraine, inflation at all time high, the recession, uh, prices of gas going up, prices of uh, airlines going up. I mean, it, it you know, because of that, the price for rental vans goes up. Because think about it, once you get to these locations like Atlanta and stuff like that, you got to be able to drive around. Um, it gets really expensive. And I want to say each kid was about seven grand, uh, 7,000 each kid. Now, again, I get it, that, you know, for, for a lot of people that's eye-popping, eye like what, seven grand? What I try to describe and make it clear is you're investing you're going to spend this money regardless. Um, you know, I think, uh, and I could be wrong. I can't remember. I've heard this statistic, but I believe they said the cost is about 200 to 250,000 grand to raise a child in his lifetime. Anyway, his or her lifetime. So you're going to spend that money regardless. So if you're going to spend the seven grand, wouldn't you want it investing in a potential, uh, future that your child is very dedicated in doesn't mean it guarantees you a scholarship, but it gives you the highest probability of making that happen. And the good part is a lot of my boys ended up getting a lot of college interest. The seniors I had on my team are all playing collegiate right now at a JC junior college. I actually advocated for that because the reality is with the transfer portal and with the pandemic, it made things very difficult in terms of kids uh, being able to get seen. So because of all that, I wanted to put my guys in a position where I think they could do well. Now, this is why I will tell you some red flags. Um, some of the officials, the the good part is they're all three three person crews. Okay. And most and hats off to them, a lot of them were very professional, uh, working very hard, but you can tell they they are trying out themselves. They're looking being looked at by NCAA refs that are seniors, maybe even pro refs. Uh, officials that they're trying to impress to move on in their career as well. So sometimes with that, you can get some inconsistency. Um, but I will say most of most, if not all of them, and I think there was just one official in Indiana gave me a hard time, but all of them are very receptive to communicating as you know, for me, I always tell coaches frame things in a question, you know, don't be argumentative, try to calm your emotions down. Cause in the heat of the moment, it can be difficult and try to talk to them. And that's what I try to do. I, I, I hold myself to that standard, not saying I do it all the time because I'm far from perfect, but I do the best I can. And I, that was, that was, you know, 
pretty pretty consistent. It was good there. Um, but some officials will let you play, and it's going to be borderline football out there. And there's some officials that are – in one game we got called uh, uh, 49 fouls or 42 fouls. It was in one of the episodes. So, yeah, you can check that out. 42 fouls in an AAU high-level game, that, that's that's pretty rough. Um, and I believe it was in our bracket play, so we were trying to move forward. We I think we overall ended in 12th place. 12th or 13th place out of 48 teams so that's that's not bad for a first year program uh coming right out the gates so you know the the shoe circuits are the shoe circuits are worth the investment as an AU club and the network potential and the ability to hopefully get seen um you know it's subjective, I guess, to a degree if the EY, Nike, EYBL, the Adidas Gone Lid, or the UA circuit is bet. Which one's the best? I guess that's pretty subjective because, in my opinion, looking at it, a lot of the co- coaches all go to the same events. So it's not like one goes more to the other than the other. I think they just go to the one that's closest to them, honestly. And if they're all in one area, like I believe when we were in Indiana, the... um the Adidas gauntlet was happening at the same time. They just bounced between both gyms. So, you know, that Nike, I would say, is still keen just because it's Nike. Let's be real. When you think of basketball, you equate to basketball sports, it's Nike. Adidas, they get a lot of their revenue from soccer, and UA gets their revenue from football. Now, don't get me wrong. Stephen Curry is their flagship guy now, but it's um, it's still, you know, the, the, the basketball is not their biggest producer. Not for Nike, I believe it is. So, I liked what I saw. I liked the experience. I liked what it did for my kids. All my kids ended up giving interest. We went out there. We competed. Uh, played a team from Virginia. Played teams from Utah. Played team from Detroit. Like, and it's just a lot of good competitive games. I would overall say, you know, for your AU programs, if you're advocating for this to get in these shoe programs, you're gonna need some studs because you are playing D1 caliber talent. You're looking at future pros out there. I mean, there was kids coming out on buses and things like that. It, it You're, you're going to see some, some you know, really good athletes, and you got to have some studs to compete, uh, or at least some kids that really buy in and, and are willing to work hard. So, And then I will say it's little things. Uh, kids, if you check this out, or parents, if you uh, take charges, you know, um, um, rotate on weak side good talk over communicate box out you know if you do these little things and colleges see them then they understand that they don't have to teach you that later on so that is the biggest thing overall i would say with the ua circuit but outside of that it was it was great events it was phenomenal to do it was fun to just see it all happen and and you know be a part of that process Uh, i'm hoping to meet with the director his name's adam to uh renew my contract uh low and i talked to him preliminary he said he wants to uh he wants to maybe he wants to potentially give me a 16u and a 17u next year so you know for those kids and guys who are lo- maybe listening and you know want to come try out hey next year back on the ua circuit hopefully i'm getting a three to five year contract which would be great and um you know guys can come out there and do their thing but overall it was a good experience i had a lot of fun it was a lot of stress but we got through it and and it was an amazing thing we ended in vegas that wasn't a ua event that was the national bigfoot but that's for another day check the docuseries see the journey and and it'll all go from there but with that being said um we come to a close 
I appreciate you for checking out the show. Um, again, if you feel free, hit the like and subscribe. Check out the main show about that live podcast. Um, everybody stay safe out there. And until next time, I'm out. <laughs>